0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code
1: LISTEN. has started with Darby Allen telling us that he's not stupid. Then Christian Cage told us that Sting is banned from ringside for their match. Luchasaurus told us. Rah. We also saw Ricky Starks walk out of a changing room and tell Brian Danielson... He's gonna kill him. So we don't have to stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Bring it down. There is the crime counter. It goes up by one. You can't do that. It's called a death threat. Also hello my friends and welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Collision with me, Simon Miller, the up and down guy. And that's just the worst nickname anyone has ever given to anything ever, but I'm not a very smart person. Let's up those doubts. Right, not kidding either. I loved the start of this show. It was flubbing faboo. Cause it was Luchasaurus versus Christian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. and Oh my gosh, Christian Cage has done it. He has finally won it. And of course it was so good because it was a handicap match in anything but name. And Christian is just the greatest asshole maybe ever in professional wrestling. And we're talking about the business as a whole. He is at the tippity top of the tree and surprise, surprise, finally, he went to a company and people treated him like a big deal and he became a big deal. Darby is also the man and you never know what he's going to do and we do not give Luchasaurus enough credit. None of this would work without him, so it's round of applause all round. The man and his dino were also using chairs early on and they threw Darby Allen to symbol the steel steps they were trying to kill him. Do you know what Darby did? He went to the top rope and he hit a coffin drop to the outside. So now he was trying to kill himself. We also got to this great moment where everybody was down. So Luchasaurus finally picked up the TNT Championship. Because even though he is the champion, he never gets to touch it. And do you know what happened? About eight seconds after this, Christian was here. He was like, give me it. Give me it, it's mine, I mean your heart cheers and your heart also bleeds. This kind of caused a delay, so Darby used it and he got rid of Christian and he twomped Luchasaurus right in the head for a great one-two, ooh, <laughs> and that's when it happened. It was just as the face-painted man followed up by hitting the coffin drop onto the T-Rex, Christian was back, he threw Alan out the ring, he looked to the left, he looked to the right and he was like, well, I don't have any other choices. And he pinned the dinosaur, not only to get the one, two, three, but like I've already told you, to become the chap. Lutosaurus also sold all of this, like his entire species had been wiped out again, although he did put Christian on his shoulders and walk around like, man, yeah, this is just like the worst moment of my life, apart from that time millions of years ago. And this could not have gone better. The story is so damn good. And Christian, like I say, he is such a wonderful dick, which is quite the odd thing to throw out there, but it's absolutely getting it up. And let's keep this story going forever. Should also point out as well that these guys just destroyed Barry Barricade throughout this entire match. That's why on Thursday, when we get to Dynamite Ups and Downs, we shall finally do his funeral. And yes, we do have some special guests. This is where we got an update from Rampage. And in case you haven't seen it yep, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega have now come together to take on the Don Callis family. We saw that coming. Alex Marvez was also here with Don Callis and Sammy Guevara and Takeshita. And he was basically like, I tell you who I don't really care for Abushi. But Kenny does, and that's going to be his weakness. So at the Wrestle Dream pay per view, it is going to be my extra third dude, Will Ospreay, with Guevara and Takeshita taking on Abushi, Omega, and Jericho. And I kind of just stood still and I was like, how the flub was this happening? In the distance, I heard Reddit explode. So that is absolutely ridiculous. And as you'll see as we go through this episode of Collision, the Wrestle Dream card is basically stupid. Tony Schiavone also popped in to talk to the brand new TNT champion Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. And of course, Christian says he dedicates his win <laughs> to Nick Wayne's mum and his late father, who definitely were rooting for him. My gosh. It was a really cool twist though, because Christian thought he was done with Darby Allin when Tony Schiavone was like, no, you're not he has kind of pinned you a couple of times so at the pay-per-view that we were just talking about it is christian cage versus darby allen two out of three falls ooh lally now i cannot wait to see that because i bet they have a terrific match but here's the thing i know that darby allen is a super duper whooper star christian has to hold onto that title We already told you this needs to go on for a long ass time don't disappoint me you know i wouldn't be disappointed if alan winning would still be good you take my point. There's around about this time as well we cut back to the arena and what did I spy out in the crowd? It was a sign that said Simon give me an up. So once again you made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum and you made my day so I do indeed take my pals and go hallelujah, and you get an up. Thank you for being kind my friends. I always appreciate it. When this ridiculous show continued, because here came Rob Van Dam. Now, of course, this was due to the fact we weren't on his home turf, and he was teaming up with Hook to take on Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. And I just surveyed the entire field, and I thought to myself, I am in love with every single one of these humans. Hey, Hagar and Anna J are out there as well. So it's very nice to see that they are still friends, even though they don't appreciate Chris Jericho anymore. And honestly, this Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, they were doing like arm drags and stuff to begin with. And they celebrated like they'd won the hard nipple award. No, you know, you If you don't know, just pretend I didn't say it. Adam J was also casting distraction, which allowed these two to continue to beat up Hook. But well, of course, he got the tag to RVD. And much like he did a few weeks ago, he moves around. He's like, okay, I can tell he's a little bit slower. But is he, like, super duper slow? As if he's a tortoise? No, he is still pretty damn good. I mean, he smashed Danny Magic in the face with a kick when Hook tagged in. And he was hurling Parker around by doing an exploder. Which is when we got kind of another hot tag to Van Dam and he hit a rolling thunder like it was 1999, the referee didn't know what was going on so Jake Hagar was here, he had a chair and of course it got booted right into his face, It's like watching ECW, I mean it wasn't but let's just go with it. This is when Hook was able to apply the red rum onto Cool Hand Ange, so RVD took off from the top rope and hit the 5 star frog splash onto Daddy Magic and they got to 123. This was just like a good time. That's all it was. It was like your friends ring you up and going, oh, hi, shall we go out and wiggle our asses? That's what this was. I don't know what's going on in this show. I'm very tired for numerous reasons, but it's getting up. We then just had the best video package for Eddie Kingston after he won all the titles at Grand Slam on Dynamite, when he just threw out there, oh, yeah, we do have this pay-per-view coming up, and I want to take on Shibata. That was it. That's it. Just fell onto the floor. What match... Does this show not have? we then also got another Dark Order commercial after this. I am kind of intrigued because they lost to the acclaimed on Rampage in that trio's titles match. But here they're teasing something. Look at my face. It's gone all weird and intriguing. So I do want to see what's going to happen. So ultimately, they just need some good plans, which is what we have given to the kingdom. Because Matt Taven and Mike Bennett were here. My word, they cut the funniest slash best promo ever. Because they are now talking about Neck Health Awareness Month. And they've got t-shirts that are also talking about necks. As they basically told MJF, we think you're a massive goober and we hate you. All. They also don't like the best friends because of course they cost them a shot at the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. Which we will go after eventually. So next week, they're all going to have a match. I mean, talk about getting the ball and running with it. I think all of this is absolutely terrific. And then we basically continued on this path. We are pushing Julia Hart. Good. She was facing Kira Hogan, who magically has returned to AEW, although she was a last-minute replacement, because, of course, a couple of days ago, Julia Hart had gone and spat the mist right into Willow Nightingale's face, and she was meant to be the opponent, but now she's gone to the hospital to go and figure out what's going on with her eyes. I mean, you should do that. If people are going to go and spit at other people, you should sell it. It also explains why Kira was here, because she was standing up for her friend... And then she lost. What a crap pal. It was came okay flying at Julia because I suppose she was a little bit worried about the spooky-wookiness. But essentially, eventually, she went for a running hip attack. She missed. She got put in the rings of Saturn. And she had to tap out. Because Julia is a bad guy. Even after she had the match won, she just went and put her back in it again. This is when Sky Blue ran down to make the save with her music, which made me laugh. It's like the worst save ever. Because Brody King had come out with Julia, somewhat ironically. He was serving as a barrier, even though he was a major reason why Barry Barricade died. And because of that, Julia Hart was back. <laughs> she missed it. Huh? So that absolutely made me laugh because the spitting has got out of control. When Brody King got in the mic and said, listen, she is on a 25 match winning streak. And her last loss was against none other than Chris Statlander. So we got to do that DBS title match. He's right. We are gonna do this at Wrestle Kingdom as well. So once again, that card just gets better and better and better. I don't care if this was just a fluke and somebody went, oh my gosh, all the dots do come together. It tells a pretty good story and it's getting up. a quick recap. The Righteous had won the number one contender match to go after MJF and Adam Cole's Ring of Honor tag team titles. My word for everybody moaning, just let them do the match. You will have forgotten about it by the next day because there are 750 wrestling shows in every 24-hour period. So let's just give some people who have worked hard their due and then move on to something completely different. Which is even the same for Jay White versus Andrade, which followed this. Like, they had a terrific match, but I tell you, by Wednesday, once again, we'll all be talking about something else. It almost felt like they were holding back here a little bit too, because maybe there's a round two around the corner. If that is the case, hold on to your hats, because even at this level, it was absolutely brilliant. They just have crazy chemistry, because that is science. And the main problem for Mr. Drankilo was that Juice Robinson was here, the guns were here, and throughout the whole match, they just kept casting distraction. This poor referee didn't see any of it. I also want to talk about the fact that Andrade went to do the three amigos. And on his first attempt, he only hit two. And then Jay White was able to reverse it. Now, this happens all the time. So why don't we use our brainy brains and now just go, well, I'm not going to do the three amigos. I'm going to do the two amigos. Then I tell you, if somebody else is able to cut it off after one amigo... Well, something is fishy. Jay then threw Andrade into Barry Barricade because he has no respect, which is when Andrade came back with his crazy lariat and he started busting out dragon screws like smog trying to fix a cabinet. The guns then saved White for the double knee, so Andrade just decided to keep doing moonsaults until he hit one, when he also scored with a hammerlock DDT. The ref went one, the ref went two, which is when Juice grabbed Jay White's foot and he put it on the ropes once again. Even though the official was looking in this direction, he had no clue what had happened. Andrade still applied the figure eight, but this is when Austin and Colton were just causing the biggest distraction you'd ever seen. So Juice got in the ring because the ref wasn't looking. He booted Andrade, and of all the things, he hit him with the Cowboy of the Month plaque, allowing Jay White to hit the Blade Runner and get the one, two, three. This may have been (laughs) the best moment of my life. Winner... (laughs) <laughs> due to the use of a cowboy pack. It does feel like the start of something bigger though, and that works for me, I'm giving it an up. As does everything between Santana and Ortiz. Because I've now got to the point where I don't know whether their beef is real or not, so I watch it on TV and I'm scratching my head. And that, my friends, is called professional wrestling. So once again, it's a round of applause all round. Ortiz also gave us some context here, because he was all like, oh man, Santana. He came back and he used me to get on the all-in pay-per-view and now he's just running away from his problems. Well, you're not going to be able to do that for long, Santana, because I'm going to whip your ass. So honestly, I have no idea where the reality line starts and where it ends. So I'm just going to give them a salute. We could all learn from this. Pro wrestling done right. Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty were then talking to us and telling us how much they hate Keith Lee. Shane especially, because they used to run rampant throughout the Ring of Honor tag team division. And then old Keith... Went to work for a different billionaire. Shane stayed put. He was able to become a legend. But he is damn well going to provide for his family. Even if it means putting Keith Lee in the ground. So there is the second person that has cast such a death threat on this episode of Collision. So we bring it down. Goes up by one. And look, this is noted in section 16 in the Offences Against Person Act of 1861. That's right. When we then had more proof that sometimes you should just do the damn match. Because it was FTR continuing on their open challenge for the AEW tag team titles. They were taking on the workhorse men. Talk about maximizing your minute. Aussie Oprah on commentary too in very nice suits because they are the next challenge for Cash and Dax. But what we did here is we took Anthony Henry and we took J.D. Drake and we just built this one, 2 ooh, after a splash which I tell you, not only did everybody in the audience buy but I did too. I actually thought we were going to call an audible and then we didn't. The horse who are men that work though really just came at Cash and Dax with everything they did have. To the point, FTR kind of had to panic a little bit, which is when they hit their go button. They did finish them off, especially they did so with the sharpshooter, and I like that because FTR are always using that move. And if it never wins a match, why would you keep going back to it? Before that, too, they reversed the Hurricane Rana into a Bomber Power, which looked awesome. And then Aussie Open got in the mic and they were like, "Man, you've never seen how good we're going to be before. When we do take you on a Wrestle Dream." And FTR were basically on their knees go, good, we want the best version of you. I was like, man, this is a little bit weird, but flub me, it has me hyped. And they're essentially telling you that they are going out there to win tag team wrestling in 2023. And they're all so damn good, I think they're going to do it. I enjoyed this muchly. It felt like an out of nowhere treat. It's getting it up. Which also ties into the next person who popped up, which is the former Lana, now going as just CJ. I think we all forgot how good she was. She talked about the fact that husband Miro keeps avoiding temptation when Miro just barged in. I was like, bro, you must have been just right off camera. He essentially thinks his wife crazed the spotlight too much and is a distraction when CJ was like, oh, yeah? Well, maybe, just maybe, I'll go and manage someone else. I was like, who the flub is that going to be? As ever, though, these two are just money, though. and If we do come up with a good opponent for CJ to manage and then eventually they get together, I think it will work. Although I do want to say, let's make sure we do Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs on that Wrestle Dream pay per view. There's no need to wait another decade with this one. We just want big men slapping man me. Talking about feuds that could go on for 10 years plus, though, if you do want to do that with Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks, I don't think I'm going to moat about it. Because our main event was a Texas Death match, and as ever, AEW does exactly as advertised. And this match was so damn good. I don't even know where to start. I mean, Starks jumped Danielson right off the belt, so Brian fought back by getting a trash can, putting it over Ricky Stark's head, and then kicking it for a while. I was like, man, I don't think that's normal behavior. They were then fighting in the crowd with Ricky just diving into this mess, and all of it happened in about 10 seconds, and because they were throwing each other into Alan the Announce table and symbol The Sim Steps and reading The Ring Post, surprise, surprise, all of a sudden, the American Dragon was bleeding. Starks then got a chair and started to work over Brian's leg. Do so you know what Danielson did? He surveyed the situation and was like, well, I'd rather be hitting him with the chair. So he got it. That's exactly what he did. Ricky then beat Brian's wound. And I was like, well, that was disgusting. When he got Charlie the chair and he started smacking it around again, when he also went and found a steel chain. And I was like, do we not have enough weapons? I think we do. He then speared Danielson and started to choke him with a chain, which sounds a little bit kinky and I regret saying it. And I tell you, the only reason he let go is because the winner had to get their opponent down for the count of 10. So he was like, this guy is definitely dead. And then Brian Danielson rose at night. Danielson then cast some sort of magic spell to transition into the label lock. And I don't know how he did this. And honestly... The three moves of doom he hit after this. The Starks took the big knee into a chair. He then got his head stomped in like Brian was searching in his brains for damn gold or something. When Danielson took that chain, he wrapped it around the knee. He then smacked Ricky right in the head. And surprise, surprise, it knocked him out. And Brian Danielson had won. But it doesn't even matter. The Ricky Starks keeps losing. His stock is just getting higher and higher and higher. Because he can hang with the best of them. Probably because one day he's going to be the best. So I cannot stress how flubbed up both these guys were, which is why after the fact out came Wheeler, you were a big bill. They're like, oh, no, our friends are really hurt. And we had another tease here because Rick was all like, oh, man, I'm going to shake Brian's hand, which is when Wheeler pushed him away. And big Bill was going to beat up Wheeler. But then collision ended. So again, we kind of did end on a cliffhanger. What are we going to do with Ricky or Stark? I cannot wait to see, though, because, again, he is on a roll right now. When it comes to Danielson, I mean, pfft, he's a GOAT, right? He is one of the best of all time. I don't think you can argue it, and it's getting it up. Which brings us to the end of Collision, A man, AEW are just firing with this thing right now. I mean, if you just want to watch good matches, you're not going to find better than this. So it does get an up, and you know the rest of the deal. Like the video, share the video, subscribe. Click ups and downs on the screen for SmackDown to keep up with all the wrestling reviews, I suppose. Go to What Culture, follow us on social media, and now let's just relax. <laughs> I haven't slept in days. I'm so damn tired. But ups and downs never ends, which would be the reason I do die. I shouldn't have said it. See you soon.